Investment Survival This book is not a how-to primer. There are no enduring answers about how to invest successfully because I have none. One of the attractive wonders of the investment business is that it is populated with fascinating characters, and hedge funds in particular seem to attract strong, obsessive, and often eccentric personalities. Hedgehogs are intriguing animals, and hedgehogging, the never-ending search for investment acorns, often reveals the best and the worst characteristics of the species. Hedgehogging offers an insider's view that I hope will entertain and inform listeners, regardless of their investment experience. Chapter 1. The Triangle Investment Club Dinner Hacking Through the Hedgehog Jungle I went to the Triangle Investment Club dinner at the Century last night. There were about 25 guys there, about half from hedge funds and the other half, very aggressive, long-only managers. The age mix was about half and half, too. There were plenty of distinguished oldies with curly gray hair and husky voices who roll their words— but also a lot of sleek-looking young guys who talk very fast. Young or ancient, everyone there was a big-time investor running public, competitive money of one type or other. Triangle is an investment club of mostly guys who have dinner once a month to exchange ideas and take one another's temperatures. I don't go that often. You must be in the mood. You have to be capable of putting and keeping your game face on, because although everyone is ostensibly friendly and jovial, the members are some of the most intensely competitive people in the United States. There is definitely an edge to the interaction and conversation. It's not exactly a relaxing, friendly evening with old, tried-and-true comrades in arms. It was the usual routine— we stood around with drinks for half an hour or so and gossiped mainly about how tough it was to make money. I chatted with Jonathan, a big-time hedge fund mogul who must be worth a billion dollars and flies everywhere in his own Gulf Stream. I've known him since he was a young analyst at Tiger, Julian Robertson's legendary hedge fund. I like him. He is one of those guys who tells you exactly what's on his mind. Tonight he is shaking his head— a week from now is his oldest daughter's tenth birthday, so last night he asked her what she would really like for her big double-digit birthday. She looks at him and says, I can ask for anything? He says, yes. She says, you won't get mad? My wish involves an airplane. He's stunned. What has he wrought? Poor little rich girl. She wants her own plane. With trepidation, he says, Okay, what is it? Daddy, she says, I'm almost ten years old, and I've never been on a commercial airline flight. All the other girls at school have. What I really want is for you to take me to a real airport, check in, go through security, get searched, stand in line, and fly commercial to some place. Daddy, never having done it, is really embarrassing. Hedgehogging with children is not easy. It's a jungle out there, and the hedgehogs are killing their golden goose. Anyway, after dinner last night, some of us sat around and gossiped about hedge funds. The members of the Triangle, opinionated veterans of the investment wars, 
are not shy about expressing their opinions, and we all have known each other for years. The insults flew like shrapnel on a bad day in Baghdad. It began when someone remarked that there are now 8,000 hedge funds in the United States, and that hedge fund capital has exploded from $36 billion as recently as 1990 to probably around a trillion dollars today. A long-only manager sourly said something along the lines of the following, The golden age for hedge funds is about over, and it will end with a bang, not a whimper. The larger capital and the bigger talent pool now being deployed by hedge funds mean that the pricing of everything from asset classes to individual securities is under intense scrutiny by manic investors who stare at screens all day, have massive databases, and swing large amounts of money with lightning speed. This has the effect of bidding up the prices and reducing the returns of all mispriced investments. Obvious anomalies now disappear almost instantly. In effect, the alpha available for capture by hedge funds has to be spread over more funds with bigger money, resulting in lower returns on invested capital for hedge funds as an asset class. Risks will also rise as hedge funds have to take larger, more concentrated positions. You greedy hogs are in the process of killing your own golden goose. It's not only endangered, it is about to die. Don't you wish one of the hedge fund guys replied from the bottom of his brandy glass. The golden goose was plumper and sturdier than you think. Global macro is headed for a bust, another guy said, looking at me. Too much rookie money. You'd better make it quick. I just stared at him. It's a jungle out there in macro now, he went on. There are so many macro players and momentum investors, they're bumping into each other. There must be a couple of hundred new macro hedge funds formed in the last six months by guys who think they are the next Stan Druckenmiller or Louis Bacon. Some of these guys are so green they can confuse you with their stupidity, and they are big and clumsy, so they can hurt you if you bump into them. And then, stumbling around are the proprietary trading desks of all the big investment banks, plus various rogue central banks like Bank Nagara and the Nigerians. Last week, I got crunched between an Asian central bank and some rookie hedge fund guy who panicked on his first macro trip. It's all very disorienting. The guy, despite his alleged bruises, looked tanned and rested, so I ignored him. Ah, it's like the money game. Our nice old game is being played at faster and faster speeds by bigger and rougher guys, so it's getting tougher and more dangerous all the time. Another hedge fund guy said glumly, Everybody is on steroids. The violence level is soaring. It's like the NFL. As more and more funds are unable to earn sufficient excess returns to justify their fees, another guy said, the love affair with hedge funds is bound to cool. But not before all that excess capital takes its toll on the performance record and exalted reputations of the big stars. Uh, the alpha pool of the whole hedge fund industry is not growing, but the number of guys trying to drink from it is. Ask not for whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. I'm not so sure the alpha pool isn't growing, I argued. As all these new, naive, trigger-happy crazies, long on aspiration and short on experience, enter the business, a lot of them will get creamed. Then their losses will expand the alpha pool for the rest of us. 
I noticed one of the veterans was looking at me kind of funny, as though he was thinking, Who are you, punk, to go talking about naive talent? Leverage, leverage, leverage. That's what is going to wreck you guys eventually, said the long-only guy. Actually, since LTCM, long-term capital management, with its huge balance sheet and various forms of tail optionality, whatever that means, blew up, hedge funds have been reducing leverage. Instead of them, it's their investors, both individuals and the fund of funds, who are putting on the leverage. The clients of the fund of funds are unhappy with the meager returns they are getting, so the fund of funds goes to the bank and borrows. And the banks, particularly the European ones, are falling all over themselves to offer credit to their wealthy individual clients to leverage up their hedge fund holdings. Theoretically, it makes sense. A basket of diversified hedge funds has lower volatility than one fund, so why not leverage it up to magnify the returns? Yeah, said somebody else. Yeah, it makes sense until a bolt from the blue, a tsunami wave, a two or even three standard deviation event happens, and then the you-know-what hits the fan. The hedge fund basket has a 10% drawdown not in a year but in a month, and a big leveraged fund of funds could be down 15% in a flash. What happens to the whole hedge fund universe then? I'll tell you what. The frightened fund of funds clients redeem, the fund of funds in return have to redeem from their hedge funds, and the whole asset class does an extreme shrink. Furthermore, there are no safe havens. The long-short market neutral funds get killed too, because when they have forced liquidations, their longs go down and their shorts go up. Meltdown, said the long-only guy. Not just for you perps, but for everyone else and me too.